Hello, Fred Kuhn interviews our next guest expert. And now, here's Fred. Welcome, everybody. We have a very interesting show today and an exciting guest, Marie Martin. Marie spent the last 20 years working in high-tech startups in Silicon Valley. And in the last five or six years, she's seen a power shift rapidly to millennials, while at the same time, business has transformed in every aspect, including a burgeoning use of workplace applications. We're going to talk today about millennials, and we're going to talk about generational issues and management of those folks in the workplace. Marie, welcome to the show. Hi, Fred. Okay. So why do you think there's so much news and discussion about millennials in their in the workplace? I think because, you know, what's happening is they're starting to, at least in the high-tech sector, take over positions of power, and they are not different species than the Gen Xers or the baby boomers, but they come from a different perspective. You know, there's a lot of conversation about why that is. One of the most famous ones that I've read is just the way that they were raised, all getting a trophy at soccer games to being paid attention to and well-loved. So they bring that to bear when they go into companies. And I think we're a little taken aback because they're confident and they don't just respect elders because they're older. And so I think we're hitting up against this bit of a generational divide. It, it is an amazing divide, too. And the attitudes that I have seen, and, and also the information from other podcast guests, have also defined as much as you have. Is there a generational difference that you see? And if so, what is it and why? I do see a difference. I work with millennials and I think that, you know, I'm guessing as well as anyone else, but I think that what I see is, you know, I'm on the cusp of being a Gen Xer on the very land of baby boomers. And when I grew up, you know, you respected elders, period, the end. It didn't matter what kind of elder it was. If someone was older, it just garnered respect for the mere fact that they were older than you. And I think that's no longer the case. I think that if you ask the millennials in my office or otherwise, they would tell you, you have to earn my respect. Right. It's a show me mentality, right? Yeah. And, you know, I know that older people bristle at that idea, but I've come to understand that I think that what we have to do is understand where they're coming from. You know, they've grown up in a world where older elders, rather people that are generation older than them haven't necessarily done them any favors with what's going on in the world, right? They see how, you know, we've shaped a world, whether we like it or not, that they feel that they're left with. And so this idea that the combination of the grown up being very well loved, paid attention to, given a trophy and told they can do anything in the world, combined with this idea that you don't just respect your elders because they're older, creates this person who kind of says, look, you're my equal, show me what you know, and we're not going to worry about the fact that you're generationally older than I am. Does that make sense, Fred? It does. I know you have a personal story in the marketplace that I found very interesting about reverse age discrimination from the millennial to that X or the boomer. And, and I found that very fascinating, that sort of age, reverse ageism does exist in the workplace. Well, 
It's, you know, they, I've met people, I used to work at Hewlett Packard Enterprise and I worked with a young man who was incredible and he can't seem to get a director position because people have, you know, they're, you're too young. In other words, it doesn't matter what you've done or how you've proven yourself. Your age belies what we think a director should be. And so he can't seem to secure a job. Whereas I've worked by him, I would give him that job in a minute. So I've seen it go the other way where, you know, we worry often we associate ageism with just being considered too old beyond our ability to deal with the digital world. But I've seen it go the other way where people look at, you know, younger people and say, well, you you couldn't possibly do this because you're too young. And I think that happens probably more than we know. What do you think older workers should do or be aware of? Because as as they're working in a marketplace, because it's we know that the younger generation is coming along in waves, and the boomers are on their way out, and the pretty soon it will be the Xers on their way out too, and the millennials. But how does that integration take place in your mind and your experience? You've watched it over the last twenty plus years. It's Silicon Valley, which is a fast changing environment. I think what we have to do is adapt. You know the world. If you read anything in the New York Times, things are changing at a rapid pace everywhere, technology, jobs, everything. And so the idea that we hold on to our old ideas when we came up through the ranks, you know, that we, that the, our younger counterparts have to respect us as elders is out the window. And you can fight that and you can rail against it or you can adapt and understand that, you know, they come from their perspective And we need to subordinate our judgment and be more open and maybe listen. And yes, you know, I'm not saying that I don't run into obnoxious younger people who think they know everything, right? Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here trying to express, you know, oh gosh, they they know everything. But to understand that where someone's coming from, and I think there's too little of that in the world and in the workplace, is we, we spend way too much time with judgment and not enough time accepting and adapting to what's going on. I think the phrase might be appropriate. You adapt or you don't survive. Exactly. It's that simple. You have to understand who you're working beside, no matter who they are. And you have to understand their perspective and you have to do your best to adapt to it or you won't have a job because they are going to more and more become, you know, our leaders and our bosses. And so if we can't, adapt. We're going to be marginalized. Let's call it that. There was one part of our pre-podcast discussion I want to bring up, and I don't remember exactly what you said, but I found the the idea interesting about the pressure of profit, the pressure of time, and the impact that's having on communication styles. Yeah, I think people give this short shrift or don't realize what's going on. But, you know, if you think about, at least in the high-tech sector, you know, I've watched this in the last 20 years, we're expected to be profitable more quickly. You talk, you know, a lot of companies are looking to be unicorns, if you've heard that term. And so everything has to happen faster with less, right? We have to get where we're going. And at the end of the day, there are the softer skills that go out the window when that happens. You know, when there's pressure on high to get through an A round or a B round of funding in a company and get to profitability, you know, a lot of things go out the window. And one of them is communication. And communication is the lifeblood 
of understanding, and understanding is the lifeblood of bridging these gaps between generations and differences, right? So I think that we should be mindful of this, that, you know, we're pressured, all of us, to live in a world where companies, you know, the investors want to see the profits. And so who gets crunched? The workers. And the workers have to do their best with less. And part of that's, you know, not taking the time that may be otherwise required to properly communicate with each other. You can hire all of the programmers or all of the experts that you want. But if they don't do it as a team, if there's not a get along there, eventually that's going to fall apart. Yes, I think so. I mean, you see it all the time. Yes, absolutely. Folks, we have spent the last few minutes in a discussion that's really important for corporations in America today, and that is communication, style, generational issues. And our guest has been Marie Martin. Marie, thank you so much for joining us today. Fred, thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for joining us. If you wish to speak with Fred or you want a transcript of this interview, send an email to podcast at stuartcoopercoon.com. See you soon.